Welcome to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Well, hey there, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Align and Hustle podcast. I am your host, Kathy Spence. And I am so happy to have you here again with me today. Today, I am excited about this episode. We dive into all things influencer and impact and social media. But before we start, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all of you who have taken the time to leave a rating and review for the show. The show is trending. I'm not exactly sure what that means or how that's possible. Um, I guess we are hitting the top podcasts in the Canadian charts. And I'm not quite sure how, but from what I understand, it's because you are listening, you are sharing with your friends, and you are leaving kind words and kind reviews on iTunes. So I thank you so much. I really appreciate all that you've done for the show because I really love this podcast. I'm, I really love chatting with these guests, these amazing guests who are inspiring and who I'm learning from. So I am grateful for you for doing those things for me, and I will continue to bring these amazing guests for you. Um, so we, because we're all in this together. So thank you again so much. So have you ever wondered what it would be like to work with your dream brands and get paid for using products that you use in your everyday life? In this world of social media, that's actually a thing and it's called influencer marketing. Today I am chatting with Trisha Enriquez, who started her mommy blog, No Tummy Mummy, to share all things health, fitness, and motherhood with her corner of the internet. She has since left her corporate job and grown No Tummy Mummy to its own influencer business, and she has created a life on her own terms. So for any of you who have been wondering what it would be like to become an influencer, this is your beginner's guide. (laughs) Trisha shares her tips on how to start, how to pitch. We also talk about how to raise young children and family in this social world. It's a really great conversation, so I hope you listen to the end. Without further ado, here is my chat with Trisha Enriquez. Trisha, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on here. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you today, chat a little bit more about becoming an influencer. Well, it it didn't happen overnight. I have to say that. And I still, you know, I'm still in shock that I even, I'm even where I am right now. And um, funny enough, I don't even call myself an influencer. So uh, it's funny that you said that. (laughs) Okay. So how do you define as an influencer? How do you define (laughs) influencer? I actually don't use that term to be quite honest. I I would say that I'm a blogger or I'm a content creator. Typically, I wouldn't even say that, but usually I would just say I'm a blogger or I have a business, No Tummy Mummy. You can check it out online on social and that's it. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still human. That's just sharing my recommendations. um, And you know, my whole business started as just a blog, uh, sharing my journey as a mother um, who wanted to stay healthy and fit with her family. <laughs> that's really how it started on my mat leave. But see, see, that's how my photography business started on my mat leave too. I think it's when you um, when you follow your joy, things just kind of flow in and f- fall into place, don't you think? 
Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd love to say it fell into place. It was a, a few years in the making because you know, I ended up going back to work. So I was juggling um, my full-time job. And okay. So let's go back. Let's go back. Where yeah. did you start? So how did you start this? So, you know, I um, went on mat leave. I had my daughter and I've always been into fitness and obviously things change, right? You have a child and I can't spend six to seven days at the gym working up for two hours at a time. You know, it just changes. So I, it ended up being home workouts in the family room, chaos. And I just started to share that journey. And I was inspired to help other mothers do the same to live these, to live, to be healthier, happier moms. Um, and and as that started, I started to share more of my story on my blog. I went back to work and and then, you know, I, I always talk about that little voice, that inner voice that kind of like is there and is telling you something. And, it, and over years, it just didn't go away. And I thought, man, like this voice is not getting any quieter. <laughs> it's just getting louder. So what was your, because that, that was the same with me. Every yeah. time I would go back to my office or be doing that drive to my job on Mondays, I would just be like, oh. And so what did your voice say to you? Uh, you need yeah, like I need to move on. Like I need to start the next chapter of my life. And it wasn't until having my second child uh, five years later that I thought, okay, like I'm not going to go back to work. And even then, I mean, th- I just made the decision this year. So this is year. So I always tell people, you know, it, it wasn't an overnight thing. It was lots and lots of thinking and planning. There was a, there was a plan in place. I spoke with my husband. I said, can we do this? Are we able to do this? We, you know, we have also have a lifestyle that we love. So there was things that, you know, we really had to think about. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like that's, your story parallels mine so quick. I I had the idea when my first daughter was born, I thought I need to stay home with her. I need to do something differently. Then I decided on my second mat leave with my son. This is it. After (laughs) this mat leave, I'm not going back. I had to go back because you can't just jump and, and well, some people do, but I think we're both, were you in finance as well? I was in sales. I was in, um, yeah. So I think- you're a planner. And yeah. so you can't just, you know, a lot of things are riding on it. So you can't just jump in and, and wait to see what happens, right? You have no. to kind of have a plan. So yeah, like I'm all about taking the leap. But I always say like, there's this like fine print that says with a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Take the leap with a plan. And, uh, and that's what I did. And, you know, I left the corporate, I've been I was at the last company for 13 years. So and I gave up a company car company phone. I mean, I, I hadn't made a car payment for 13 years. And I thought, Oh my God, me and my husband bought a car together. It was the first time <laughs> I'm like, we have to buy a car. And, and so there was a lot of things, you know, we had to, that we had to take on, um, but it was well worth it. And I'm so happy. And I think, you know, when you asked me to come on your show and, on, and do this podcast, I thought, man, like I, I really feel aligned. And, it, and when that word really resonates with me because I wake up and I feel like I'm connected because before, I, I'm sure you can relate, you, you don't feel that connection. You're like, okay, I have to, I have to do my job. I have to drive in to go to my office. But now I wake up and I feel aligned. Like sometimes it's not easy and sometimes you have to be more self-motivated, but I feel a lot more connected to myself. I'm happier. Um, yeah. <laughs> and are your kids are happier? Yeah, they're totally, I mean, this is a very funny year because obviously the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, this year doesn't count. This year doesn't <laughs> This year year excluded, excluding this year, like, did you notice a difference? Well, I mean, I made the decision this year. I mean, I made the decision before, but it was official this year. So what Uh, was the pivotal moment? Was there something that said, okay, this is it. I'm ready to go. 
yeah, it was when I had to return back. Like it was like, um, you're going back to work after I took the long mat leave, I think it was 18 months. Mm -hmm. And then um, it was, you're going back to work. And I said, okay, I'm going to use up all my vacation. You know, like, I'm just like trying to like buy time. And then I even um, asked to, for an extended leave because I, you know, I told them I had to get childcare. <laughs> so I was just scraping time, like trying to buy time. And I thought, okay, I can't do this any longer. I, like I, it's, I knew what my truth was mm-hmm. and I had to, I had to align with that truth or else I would just be miserable. I knew it. Like I knew if I didn't do it now, I would just, I would be very, un, a very unhappy person. And that would trickle down to my family life. And yeah. Well, it always does, right? Yeah, it does a consequence. For sure. Um, so did you, I don't know, did you, I asked if what influencer means to oh. you. Did, you, did we answer that? No. No. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't even use that term, like I said, so I don't yeah. really know how I would actually define it. Um, but my job, I, I feel like as a blogger or someone who's sharing her story and my recommendations, it's, it's really just sharing what I, what I love and what I know. Um, I would never, you know, I do do sponsorship. I do work with brands and companies to share their products, but I will never share something that I don't actually believe in or that I don't actually use. So, mm-hmm. um, so take us through that. So how did it start? How yeah. did you go from blogging? while you're working and having a corporate job to then leaving your having enough to sustain you to leave your job? Well, you know, it might no time mommy started as, um, I I started as one-on-one coaching with women. So I was working as a personal trainer. So I am a pre and postnatal fitness specialist. Mm -hmm. So I was working with women. I know. And you look fabulous. I So just for everyone, I met, (laughs) I met Trisha on a photo shoot and she had, like your daughter was how old? She was tiny. And you um, looked fabulous. Like you were modeling right after she just came up. <laughs> you're so, thank you. But that's what I started doing um, as for the blog and sharing my story about, you know, staying fit as a mother and then helping other women. And then it continued to evolve naturally and organically where I, brands would reach out to me and ask if I want to work with them and share you know, my recommendations and my review on certain products. And that's how it started. I, I, I have to say, I've been very lucky that I haven't had to go out and try to pitch, you know, try to go for business. I, a lot of opportunities have come my way, which I'm very grateful for. So did you find that you needed to build your following to a certain level before the brand started to reach out to you? Or did it like, is there like a threshold that you've, that you noticed? No, I, I don't think so. And I think, you know, just from my experience and from, you know, people I speak to, I don't, I don't think it's a really necessarily about building a following. I think it's really about having a unique voice and about people trusting you and trusting your recommendations. Cause you know, it, you know, some people could have not as many followers as the other person, but have a, a really engaged audience and readership that people care what they're doing, what they're eating, what they are wearing. Um, so I don't, I think it comes down to just who you are and how you talk to your people and uh, people want to trust you and they want to get to know you. And for me, that's been hard. Like I'm also naturally a very private person and a shy person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been hard for me to kind of open up a little bit and share my personal so life. Yeah, that's my question because a lot of my um, brand clients, but a lo- I find this question a lot. Like, how do I, 
how do I stay consistent? I don't want to be in front of the camera all the time. Like, are there some things that helped you as a private person? Because how do you know how much to share? I I mean, I think it all depends on everyone's comfort level. So um, I actually had a personal Instagram account. I don't Mm -hmm. use, and I don't even think I shared pictures of my family. (laughs) And then here I am on my, you know, with my business sharing. So I think it's everyone's comfort level. Obviously we practice very safe social media sharing. So I never share where Harper goes to school. Um, I don't share the address of our home. I I share like areas that we live in, um, but I'll never show the front of my house. I'll never share, you know, where she plays soccer specifically. Like I'll share her playing soccer, but never share where. So there's things I I try to, you know, be cognizant of. Um, So I think it's a matter of how much you're, how much you're comfortable with. And in terms of showing up, um, I mean, (laughs) I'm still working at that. I think everyone is trying to figure it out, but I've heard that the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And, and you have to look at it like you're just talking to a friend when you share on stories and when you share on social media. So you're essentially telling a story. So do you, do you feel that you've been attractive to brands because of your authenticity and because of, um, is that what makes it, attractive to brands to reach out to you? You know, I think for brands, I mean, I'm I'm speaking just, I I used to work in brand marketing and brand management. And I think for brands, they're just looking for, yes, authentic people and people who they think um, customers will buy from. Um, And I would like to hope that they choose me because I'm authentic and I am, I mean, I, I share my true feelings and my thoughts on products and I have been in instances where I've said no to a lot of programs and campaigns, even though they're a lot of money, because I just don't believe in it. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm all for mommy and me matching. Okay, let, I'll give you an example. And I was approached by this company, I won't name any names, and, and there were pajamas, mommy and me pajamas, but there's no way I would wear them. They were just so tacky, even throwing them to bed. And I said, you know what, I can't do it. Like I just, I said to myself, I can't do it. I don't care how much money. And he's like, they're pajamas. I'm like, I don't care. I wouldn't wear them. Like I just wouldn't wear them. And he's like, but they're cute. You could be, you know, you and, and the girls could wear these matching pajamas to bed and, you know, share. And I'm like, no, I don't care how much. Like, and this is where maybe I'm different from other people, but I, you know, even, you can't put a price tag on stuff like that. And, um, and no, I completely agree because <laughs> I know that, um, it's really important to, because you've built a reputation online, right. And you don't want that one brand association that yeah. <laughs> because you're so authentic, I think your audience can see when it's in not authentic. Does that make sense? And totally. I think they can, it, it, you just pick up in your language, like even in your photos or even in your, your content, you would probably be able to pick on that, pick up on that. Well, I think I would also have a hard time posting it. It would probably yeah, eat but me that's a lot. The thing. There's like energy around it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, we've all made mistakes. Like I've you know made bad, bad decisions in the past. And, and I think that's how you learn, right? That you learn that you just can't say yes to everything and things have to really align if you want to use that word <laughs> they really do and um because it, it you will feel it and it's not a good feeling like it almost feels like you're lying to yourself and uh, no one wants to live like that right I know and it really is it worth it for what you've built but yeah it is it, it is about consistently showing up and sharing and being truthful and just being yourself and and they say it, it sounds so cliche but it really is like about being you and people will like you for you right 
because there's tons of moms out there who are healthy and happy moms and doing mommy and me. There are, but you know, I think it's reminding yourself that we're all unique. So do you still blog? Because a yes. lot of people are saying, you know, is blogging even working anymore? Are you still consistently blogging? You know what? I am because I love that. I actually love writing. So for me, that's just something I enjoy. And, and even if no one were to read it, it's, uh, I enjoy it. That's how I feel about the podcast. I love the podcast. And I could never blog. And that's the thing. You know, you have to kind of stay and remain in your joy because what you, what you love to do, you'll consistently do whether someone's paying yeah. you to do it or not. Yeah. Like I literally, I'll share, I'm not as consistent, but probably every other week I'll share a blog post and it could be like, Oh, my 10 favorite workout outfits. I mean, like sometimes I just get into a mood and I'm like, Oh, frequently yes, but like I'll just write. And, and for me, it's not work like that. I just enjoy. So it's, I, I will continue to do that. And I also so, have a podcast too. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll have to check it out. What is it called? It's called just like mommy kind of sorta and Harper essentially leads the conversation and she'll ask some questions, but we have guests with their kids on too. So, Oh, that's so yeah. cute. That's a great concept. I like your morning meditations on oh. Instagram live. Yeah. We, we haven't done them in a while, but we actually are going to start them back up in December. You know what I love the most about your brand is that you can, you've incorporated your family. So you're still, you're just with your kids all the time. And that, but it's so nice how you incorporate all your family you know, Halloween and all these things. And you're always constantly together. Like how much do you take time to plan out your content? Like how, what, what does your planning of your content look like? For the most part, I try. Yes. Um, you know, I, I'm not one to have a full out calendar that's planned out. No, but I will have kind of an idea of what the month will look like. So I do write down like everything that needs to be posted and um, ideas around that coming up to those things, just so that there is some sort of, um, streamline of events in, in the month. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there is a plan. And with respect to blo- the blogging part, not really a plan. Sometimes I just feel like writing and I'll write. <laughs> so how did you get people to come and read your blog? Or did you just put it out there? And I just put it there, but I share on social. So I'll tell people on Instagram, like I shared a blog post. That's what it's about. Go check it out. It's important for me to still continue the website and the blog. And, and it's in what I enjoy. Like I really do enjoy the writing aspect. So if someone wanted to start doing what you do, yeah, because I won't call it influencing, (laughs) but you know what, to me, I feel like if you have one follower on social media, you have influence because you're sharing your thoughts, you're sharing your ideas. So, um, I don't think it's such a, why, can I ask why you don't like calling yourself an influencer? Yeah, I feel like that's it a is tricky, though, really. Yeah, but it's such a tricky word to okay. to title that. Like it's bit, more no? of like a marketing word. Like I get for my marketing internal documents, you're like, oh, we want to find an influencer, but I wouldn't go and be like, hey, my job title is an influencer. I just wouldn't do that. But yes, like in documents, I get what influencer I get what influencer marketing is. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily call myself an influencer. But if I were to tell someone to who want to get started, I would just say just start. I would say literally go and like open up an Instagram account, bio domain name. And just write and share and share and don't be afraid to share. And like you said, if even if you have one person following you, you could be impacting that one person's life in a positive way, and that is enough. You should be an. It, you should be called an impactor. Yeah, <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> 
you, we're all unique and everyone's voice is different. So there's going to be one person out there that you can help and inspire and change their mood that day. And, and that's a really good thing. And that's how we should all live. Like we're humans and we should try to make people's lives better. And if you're influencing one person's life to be better that day, I mean, you did a good thing. Oh, that's so great. I love that. <laughs> you said that you don't pitch brands. So would you, but okay. So I would love to. Let's, <laughs> draw from your, let's draw from your marketing background. If someone wanted to go out and pitch a brand, is there, is, can you share any insights on, on doing that? Yeah, I think it's important to have a proposal in place to share your audience um, insights, share, you know, where you're having impact um, and why you feel that you would be a great ambassador for that brand. Um, I can't say I haven't ever really pitched. I just haven't dedicated enough time to it. So yes, I have pitched, but not like very serious big brands. Yeah, it's important to have a proposal in place to share, you know, what, why your values align with theirs, why it would be such a great partnership um, perhaps sharing examples of the work you've done with similar, um, in a similar category, that's always helpful. Um, and then just to, I guess, really show how authentic you are, um, and your true love for the actual brand. I mean, I've been in situations where I'm not paid for a product, but I will sh- mention them and tag them. And so in those instances, I mean, why not pitch that brand and say, Hey, listen, like I've been sharing your protein powder, let's say for years. I mean, I tag you guys and I love you guys. Like I share it all the time. Like, why don't we figure out something, you know, um, and make it more formal. Cause there are instances where of course we're going to share things that we love and we're not paid for them. And, and in those cases, that's when you could pitch a brand and say, listen, like I, I actually use your product. I love it. Or my daughter actually uses your shampoo and that she loves it. Like, let's figure out a way that we can make this, you know, benefit both of us. And would you, would you pitch like pricing or or just leave that up to them? Um, I mean, I think it's going to come down to pricing as well, like eventually. Um, but I think the conversation starts as, you know, building that relationship first and then mm-hmm. sharing what your, what your rates are, what your rates are. And I think a lot of people have rate cards. I don't actually have one. I w- I'm more of an informal person where I'll just write in an email that these are my rates. Um, but, you know, a lot of people and a lot of friends will recommend have a rate card, have a media card. Mm, the media kit is huge. Yeah. So I don't have one actually. Like I did have one. I haven't updated it. It's kind of been on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to always like screenshot stuff off my Instagram or off my Google analytics to share what my audience looks like. I'm not afraid to like share actual insights, you know, like, um, and share screenshots. So that's no problem for me. Cause honestly, at the end of the day, if someone doesn't want to work with you, they don't want to work with you. And if someone wants to, they're going to like love you for you. And um, they'll appreciate so how you sharing would you, your true audience. Sorry. How often would you follow up then? If you say, if they don't want to work with you, would you know, like when is, when is following up becoming annoying to them? Like, when do you know if they're not interested? <laughs> I think it's just like any job, right? Like, you know, I, I've worked in the corporate world for years and it's like when you hand your resume and you follow up, what, two days later, I think it, um, I think after like you follow up a second time after a week and, and then I think there's also no harm in following up months later and say, you know what, like back in June, I sent you an email, we chatted a little bit. I just want to see if like, you know, things have changed. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's very natural or we, 
things change. And I think for brands, and that has happened in a situation where I've been working with a brand, things didn't pan out. And we say, obviously at the moment I'm hurt and I think, oh man, like they probably picked up someone else. Okay, no problem. But then like months down the road, I'll I'll send them another email and say, hey, like I know it didn't work out, you know, a couple months ago, you know, wondering if there's any upcoming opportunities for the holidays. And they're like, actually there is like great timing, you know, and and things change. So I think it's important to continue to, follow up. Um, I think we all know if we all, if we have a, some sort of brains, we'll know when too much is too much. We all know. No, I know, but sometimes people are pushy. <laughs> oh, it's like when, when is too much, too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Trisha, can you take us through, like, what does a day in the life look like for you? Um, okay. So in the mornings, um, we're up really early. So unlike yourself, our kids don't sleep in. Noah's been waking up very early. <laughs> well, I was there before. I was there. You're, you'll like this stage because you get a little bit more freedom. But still, I miss that stage. So enjoy every minute. Oh, I, I do enjoy it. We're, we're tired, but we enjoy it. Yeah, so I wake up early and then um, I'm going to skip a lot of spots here. But, you know, we I, we end up reading to my daughter in bed, try to keep her entertained. One of us, we take turns and one of us will sleep. Like when she wakes up, we bring her down to our bed. Um, Harper, the older one will wake up. She'll read in her bed. She's really into Harry Potter. So she'll like read in bed until someone goes and gets her and says, we got to get going. Um, And then we do breakfast and get lunch ready. Uh, My husband usually will walk my daughter. He's working from home. So it's been great. He'll walk the older one to school. Um, I'll be with the younger one when he gets back he's with her, then I'll do a workout and then make breakfast. And then on from there, I'm literally on my computer and then on calls, meetings, um, creating like the, the content. <laughs> uh, so spending some time to do that. But the week, you, like Monday, I usually spend doing more strategic stuff and more planning. And then Tuesdays and Wednesdays are a lot more of like the reactive stuff where I'm doing emails. Um, and then. Me so are my, you actually creating all of your posts on your own? Like that's all from yeah. your own voice, right? You're not, yes. you don't have any help with that. No, I wish I did, but then I don't know. Like I said, I like the writing part and mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be so weird to have someone do that. I know people do I it, know. but I, I feel like it would be so strange and I enjoy it. So why would I, it's a lot of work. I, I used to have, okay, so four years ago, I had someone, like an agent, I guess they call it, like a, rep- like a an talent manager. I, it just didn't work out because, you know, uh, they, you know, they manage a lot of your emails and it just felt strange about, you know, missing, missing that one-on-one communication with brands and building relationships with them. It was such a different feeling. And it didn't I feel, out. I know what you're saying. One time I hired someone to do my social media because I thought I would, you know, outsource some things that were bogging me down. Yeah. It was more work yeah. because every time they would post, I had to delete because I'm like, that's <laughs> not my voice. Like, what are you saying? I would never say that. <laughs> yes. Yes. It still was so personal to me and it just didn't work out. It's, it, yeah, it is. It's a personal thing. It's your But own. you know what? Some people love it. So I do talk to an, a lot of moms who do the same thing and they have someone managing their emails and their, and their uh, programs and campaigns and they love it. 
So, I mean, I think it depends think on the person. Yeah, it's yeah. a personal for, preference. Yeah. For me, I just couldn't do it. I just realized that I enjoy that interaction and I like to build those kind of relationships. And then maybe that's the sales side of me that I, that was part of my, I, and I get it. A lot of moms don't want to negotiate either. And I was a little bit worried about it before, but now I think, you know, you know what you're worth and you just. So you can negotiate. So if a brand yeah. gave you, um, a, I don't know, how does it work? They send you a quotation or something or how does. That yeah. They'll say, you know, this is, there's a pro- program coming up and we think you'd be a great fit. This is kind of the details. Would you be interested? And they say, if you are, um, these are the deliverables we're asking for, like a Instagram story, a post, I mean, and a post and maybe a blog post. I don't know. And then you share your rate. And so a lot of people and a lot of friends, it's very common to be uncomfortable with that negotiation stage. And I I just, I used to be, I think. And then after I said, you know what, screw it. Like, this is what I'm worth. They don't want to ever negotiate with you. Like, do they ever say, well, we're, we want to pay this or. For sure. And, and then not to say that my rates are fixed because they're absolutely not. I think it's important for me to, you know, I do make a lot of, I'm really flexible with brands that I really love because guess what? Like I would have shared it anyway. And you know, it's not that much work when you really love something and you know, but you do, it's time. So that's the other thing. It is your time. So you do have to know what you're worth, but yeah, I will be flexible with brands, especially at long-term partnerships. It's, it's, it's different because you can be a little bit more flexible with your rates because you're partnering with someone for a longer time, right? A year or two. And that's very different. So if you're partnering with a brand, what do they, do they send you the product and then it's up to you to photograph yourself, say in your kitchen, if it's something that you enjoy eating, like how does that work? Yeah. I mean, most brands and most companies will have a a very clear brief outline of what you, what their expectations are. And, and it's important in the beginning to kind of make sure that you guys both align on, you know, what the concepts will be so that you're not like reshooting, like, so that they're like, okay, we didn't want you know, you in this like dark room, you know, like you have to be really clear on both parties, like what the concept will be, um, that you're aligned with the messaging, long-term partnership. Do they give you a budget to like, to bring in people to help you with this or is this all on you? How people, some people work, but I mean, I, it's just me. <laughs> one person team. <laughs> I do. I mean, I hire a photographer who's a friend here and there. Um, I was shooting some of my own stuff, but sometimes it just got easier to work with someone because they just, I just had, they just had to deal with us and I just had to show up and, you know, make the magic happen. Yeah. And I come up with the creative and the captions. I don't know. I guess people, other people hire people. <laughs> I'm probably a little bit behind in that regard. And like the copy, you do everything yourself and you're just yeah. like superwoman. <laughs> no, I started, as you were telling me this, I was like, actually, shouldn't I be, maybe I should hire someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do do a lot. I, I do think of the creative. So what will happen is in a long-term partnership, I will say, okay, well, this is what I envision. Um, I envision me and my daughters um, in matching activewear. We're maybe in a, a studio and, um, drinking this, whatever. Like I, I will share the concept and this is kind of a draft of what my caption will be like. It will be about, you know, being a role model to my daughters in an active lifestyle. So I'll share all these like creative concepts and then if they approve it, then I, and then I'll mark that down. Okay. That's, I'm going to shoot that. And then, you know, go through the next campaign and say, okay, this is what I envision. I envision me and my husband. We're on a day date. We've had a work home workout. We're going to pick up our daughter. We're on the street. I'm wearing act- your active wear. And so, yeah, I guess I could hire something. <laughs> So then 
when you shoot all of this, does, yeah. how much content does that? So, say you went out for a few hours and you have your all your yeah. inspiration. How much content does that then? <clears throat> I think people often forget that I'm also because, like you said, my kids are involved in almost like ninety five percent of my content. So. I only shoot, honestly, our photo shoots are max around an hour to an hour and 15 because I won't do that to them because they stuff to, they enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. They actually, I'm not online. They're not like miserable about it. Like I know friends, I have friends who like their kids hate shooting and I'm like, oh my God, no, my, my girls love it. They, I think, cause they think it's fun. We're all like dressing up and they get to be with mommy and daddy. And, but I won't do it past an hour and 15 minutes, but I am very, very clear on like what we have to get through that day. And then how much do you have like 10 posts or a month's worth of content or I'll shoot maybe one, one to two times a month only for an hour. So two hours a month I spend shooting Mm -hmm. and I'll get like, like I'll I'll prioritize things that I have obligation to and commitments to, and then I've, you know, signed contracts. And then, you know, the whole point of this, of no time mommy is to really share also organic moments, right. That happen. So I try to do that as well. Are you still coaching? Uh, no, but it's something I'm looking into more now again because I'm enjoying, like I've had the chance to talk with a lot of people one-on-one again, even just like this, and talk about this same exact story, which is so funny because I feel like over the last year, this I've been sharing this story about what it's like to leave the corporate world and to do this full-time. So I, I will consider it again. But you know what? A lot of people ask, like a lot of people are interested because it's so like, even my kids, it's just really? become such a way of life now to be on social, like social media is the way, the way of the future, right? And it's a just lot changing of, so much. That's the yeah, thing. Everything's going online and opinions of people are where, you know, consumers are going for, um, for what to buy or what to consume and, it's a like it's a big thing. It is a big thing, but it's also very important for people who are just starting out to be very um, clear on what the rules and regulations are too. So I have I am I stick by them, and I don't know if that comes from being in the corporate world that like there's regulations you have to follow. So I will share if something's sponsored or something's gifted. I think it's important to do that too to have that transparency. Oh, is that a, so? That's a rule. It is, yeah. It actually is, and a lot of people don't follow it, um, but we 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 should be because it's, it's, it's unfair. I mean, you think about it, like you have to share that you've been paid to share your opinion. I think, mm. I don't know, maybe so I'm just really square. <laughs> What's that? I said, maybe I'm just really square, but like, I, I think it's important to, to follow those rules. But then what happens if you don't share? No, nothing. Ha- I mean, nothing, nothing happens. Okay. Like there isn't like a brand police chasing <laughs> down, right? No. But you just, from an ethical standpoint, believe it's a responsibility. Absolutely. Okay. So we both have daughters and you're online quite a bit. You show up every day. What, um, what challenges are you finding with social media and raising girls in this environment? You know, it's a very scary thing. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the work happens offline and, and I'm not just saying that. So, you know, Harper sees that this is now my quote unquote job and she understands it. But I also explained to her that, you know, I'm doing this because it makes me happy. This is what I love to do. And I'm sharing and I'm inspiring. Um, 
but I spend a lot of time with her offline talking to her about being confident with who she is about not really caring what people think. And, and this will come back. I mean, she probably wouldn't understand like likes right now, but there is, I I mean, from what I've been reading and research shows, like a lot of young girls are really impacted by how many followers or how many likes. And um, so not that Harper would understand that at this age, but it is speaking to her about being confident with who she is and not, you know, um, worrying or, uh, about what people think um, to be strong minded and to be able to speak her voice, to speak her truth. So we speak, we talk a lot about that and um, we get her involved in a lot of team sports so that, you know, she's around a group of girls all the time. She plays uh, rep soccer. So she's in a very strong little group of little girls. Um, and we feel that's important for her to be part of a team, part of a, a team of girls where, um, they can also learn from each other. And yeah, I think that work happens offline because it is a scary, it's scary out there. Um, mm-hmm. And Harper, you, seen, you know, have sorry. you seen that movie, The Social Dilemma? No. Okay. Don't watch it. I was watching part because for me, it's different. I wasn't raised online. Yeah. I'm older, right? Like I'm learning all this as I go. My kids, it came in. So yeah. we monitored it. So they weren't allowed phones until grade seven. Okay. But then even at grade seven, as my daughter was entering that adolescent, those adolescent years, it played a huge role. You're, and I know how it feels with magazines when I was That's growing true. up. Like I, like I had an eating bosses. disorder. Yeah, and I had an eating properties. disorder when I was a kid because when I was 18, 19, because I wanted to emulate these women that I saw in the magazines. Okay. And, but it wasn't, I wasn't inundated with it. It wasn't a part of my everyday life. You know, I could, yeah. I could buy the magazine or I could pass it by at the grocery store, but with the phone, it's there every second of every day. And it really is, it's an important thing to monitor. And yeah. the one thing that I got from that social dilemma is that it's so, it, the way these apps are created, that it's so addictive to people and to young girls, especially. And there's a scene in that that it just really bothered me about what you were saying, how, you know, they, they equate their self-worth to the number of likes that they get on a selfie post on an app. It's, it's a scary thing. Scary. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't want to not expose Harper to social media because I want her to know it's, this is, this is what life is going to be like. I'm sure Mm -hmm. even as she gets older, but you're right. It's about monitoring it and about continuing to have that conversation. Right. And it's setting the good foundations because my daughter was in competitive dance and she knew that, you know, sometimes, and dance was interesting because it was so subjective. She could do the exact same routine without flaw on one day and win the competition and then she could do the exact same thing the next day and come in last. Weird. She needed, because it was all, it was subjective. It was the judge's opinion of her, right? So she needed yeah. to learn to pick herself back up and dust herself off. And, you know, you never know yeah, what it is. It's so, so true. So she had to learn from a young age that, you know, I am who I am. And she needed to be strong and stand and speak her voice. And it's, yeah. it's really important. And you're giving your girls the foundation, it sounds like, too. Yeah, yeah, it starts I mean, young. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's starting younger though. It's crazy because Harper, you know, she already has classmates who 
talk about social media. She, Harper does have a social media account, but she's not even allowed on it. Like it's on my phone, so she can't get on. Yeah. So she can access it. But she she has friends who do TikTok videos. Is that like, you know, she has a TikTok account, but Harper can't go on it without me sitting beside her and she goes on my phone. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, I think um, it's it's there and we have to be aware of it. So we're, you know, we try to do our part with making sure that Harper is very strong in herself and that she is confident with who she is and that's all she needs. I know. And the other thing I find is that they all want to be famous. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like what what just happened? Everyone just wants to be famous and have a million followers. It's so crazy. (laughs) You know what? Like I, I grinded for, I'm still grinding. You know, we, I went to university and, um, you know, we worked, I was working through high school. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, my daughter has a job and like okay. other things like you have to, um, you have to still realize that that's not, even the ones that are doing really, really well on those platforms, that's not real life really. No, I mean, they are making it their real life, but there is something to be said. So I, I have no regrets about the work that I've put in, in the corporate role, because guess what? Like I've learned so much from Mm -hmm. that and some really great professional skills from working in that world. Um, And even just working through high school, you learn, like you can't, you don't just get paid for a picture of yourself. Unless you're Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Kim Kardashian is also a great businesswoman. So yes, I know it is. But that's the thing that I'm saying. It's all a business, right? It's business. And there's strategy and there's planning and totally a lot of the kids these days just think that, oh, I'm just going to be a YouTube star and there's no work behind it. There's always work. There's, that's why my podcast is Align and Hustle because there's always action. There's always work involved. You can't just, you know, pray for things to come to you. No, for sure. Thank you so much, Trisha, for coming. Today. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This was a great conversation and um, I hope maybe one day you and your daughter can come on our podcast. Oh, that would, but my daughter's voice is a little bit different being 16. Is that okay? It's okay. It's okay. It's totally okay. Just, you know, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks so much. I'd love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much, Trisha. Well, beauty, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you have a second, please rate, review, and hit subscribe. Don't forget to share a line and hustle with a friend. For more information, be sure to check out the podcast page at www.kathyspence.com slash podcast. I hope to see you here again next Tuesday. Talk soon.